How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Well, it is episode number 26 of How About That Cigar. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, I know. 26. Can you believe it? Dude, that is... It's bonkers. It's fantastic. It's pretty cool. I mean, you know, we... uh, we were just talking about the fact that our first podcast was disappeared into, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, up into the heavens, never to be heard again. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we got our, uh, we got our shit together and got some, got some stuff figured out. And here we are on episode 26. I know. And it's been a fantastic 26. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just having a blast. With yeah. It. Yeah. So thank you guys for watching on Facebook live. Um, if you're, Looking at us right now, please take a few seconds and share it out to your favorite Facebook cigar groups before the Facebook fascists shut it all down. And uh, if you are listening on the audio podcast, thanks so much for listening to us um, in the car or uh, while you're working out or whatever it is you're doing while you listen to us. Thanks so much. Um, We're available on all of the major podcast listening platforms. So thanks for taking a few minutes out of your time to listen to us. Um, so, uh, Garrett, it's been kind of a busy couple weeks when it comes to some sort of, uh, one particular piece of nonsense in the cigar industry that I saw creep up recently was some of the, uh, the, uh, the justice warrior outrage, not justice warrior, the, the, the health nut whack job outrage about Nick Jonas being on the cover of cigar aficionado. Right. And that was actually a couple of weeks ago, but, but yeah. actually it's sort of died down by now, but we didn't talk about it last week. Um, That's true. Uh, and and I, I dig the fact that he's just sort of standing up to it and saying, you know what, hey. I, this is, this is me. Yep. And, and I mean, he's, he's a grown ass man. He's 26. And I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> so he can, uh, you know, he can pretty much make his own decisions at this point. And uh, you know, if his decision is to, I mean, because otherwise the, the the dude is an absolute like health fiend. He works out like crazy. He doesn't eat anything other than, you know, organic baby seal livers or something. I don't know what it is he eats, but after you know, clubbing he's, them first, after clubbing them first, but he's super healthy and, you know, he, you know, he lives a good life. He's got a, he's got a beautiful wife and, and yeah. I mean, more power to the guy. So. Uh, real quick, uh, just want to give a shout out and thanks to Risty joining us from Germany. Wow! Hey, Risty, thanks for. Uh, we we know a lot of the guys are are out in Europe right now getting ready for Inner Tobacco. So thanks anybody um, who's over there um, and uh, joining us while you are outside of the United States. Risty, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, have a good so, show. Yeah, well, and we I've already seen some, you know, some good progress for yep. your brand out there and and we wish you nothing but the best and and all the brands <clears> that are out there, you know, we hope you really make uh, you know, make some good uh progress while you're out in uh in the European market. So, the as we always talk about a little bit, a little bit of um Minnesota sports, um Minnesota Twins are kind of it seems like they're they're pulling things back together a little bit. You know, they struggled for a while, but as much as they can, they've oh, had some some more key injuries. They've had more key injuries, um, but killing me. we have you know we have some key players back. Yep, uh, we're ahead of the White Sox as we speak. Um, they're playing just a few miles south of us here, and um, and we're what uh, was it? Is the official number six? Our, and a half? The magic number is eight. 
No, 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 I know, but back. But we're we're five and a half up. Five and a half. As yeah. of the beginning of the game tonight, we're five and a half up. Magic number is eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're in very good shape as long as we, uh, you know, they continue to swing the bats well. And as long as, uh, I mean, they're, I'm just happy with the way they've been playing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I agree. So what about, uh, no? Nope. Oh, <laughs> no. come on. What's the other Minnesota team that's in season right now? I don't want to talk about it. Um, they wear purple and they play football, I think it is. What are they called again, Garrett? Princesses. The print, what is that? Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings lost to my beloved Green Bay Packers on Sunday. Um, so I will say this. Yes, the Packers are 2-0. and but those are two of the ugliest wins I've ever seen. But I am happy about the fact that their wins against two of the, well, maybe what was ranked as the number one defense going into the season, the Chicago Bears. And what what, what I would say is probably a top five or top seven defense in the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It just uh, it seems like the Vikings offense just couldn't put anything together. It really couldn't. Uh, Kirk Cousins turned over the turned over the ball uh, several times. Um, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't able to watch the game. I listened to it. Yeah. Um, I still have my DVR. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna sit down um, and give any time to watching that uh, stinker. No. Um. So just briefly, what I'm seeing from Cousins, just as a football fan, you know, I'm happy that the Packers beat him because that's my team. But just strictly as a football fan, he's holding on to the ball too long. So I don't know if that's if it's nerves or if it's if it's a training issue or or what it is. But he's just holding on to the ball too long. Yeah, he is. Um. But Dalvin Cook. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean I that kid. That kid is legit, and if is. they can, if they can continue to keep the running game going as well as it has been, but figure out a way to teach Cousins how to be a quarterback, I think you've got something there. I think. I mean, potentially he's a two thousand yard, you know, season rusher. Yeah, if he stays healthy, if we uh, end up balancing out the pass and run game. Yeah. Um, but oh, it is frustrating and there have some there have been in some other teams there have been some big sort of season ending injuries already i know um so big ben big ben big ben is out for the season with what was it an elbow yeah his elbow yeah and then uh drew Brees. yeah what was his his uh, a wrist thumb thumb that's what i said where did that voice come from? That was weird. That voice came from, I don't know where it came from. Um, I think it might have come from our special guest this week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, from Cigar Hustler and the, or sorry, a Cigar Hustlers podcast, all the way from the great state of Florida. Please welcome Mr. Mike Shepenkevich. How did I do? You did damn good. That's the best ever. Would you say like like 80%, 90%? I was going to go like 90, like nine. Nine, maybe, maybe even 95. I mean, like yeah. you were there. Nice. Sorry, I'm nice. trying to. There we go. I got the pictures right now. 
Um, so, uh, Mike, welcome to How About That Cigar. How's it going this evening? It's, it's going well, man. I mean, I'm tired as hell, but uh, working hard, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So I can't complain. So tell everybody, um, start with, uh, uh, let's start with the retail piece. Um, because, um, that's how I first, um, and I didn't get to know you at first, but I got to know your, your retail establishment at first, um, as an online buyer. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, you have the cigar hustler retail store Yep. and before you got into that, tell us about kind of the field of work that you were in, um, and what kind of career path you were on before, you know, life suddenly took a turn and took you in the direction of cigar retail. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a career path. I was just uh, working hard. You know, I, I owned a gas station um, with a couple other dudes, and uh, that was a pain in the ass, man. Uh, real A lot of hard work, and um, the payout really isn't great, especially when we try to do 24 hours. And, like, I mean, anybody who owns a gas station, you know, they deserve friggin' some type of an award, in my opinion. Uh <laughs> You know, it's it's hard. Um, before that, I, I would I bartended for a long time, barbacks, um, at, at a place called Roy's down in uh, South Florida, uh, where I kind of learned pretty much everything about life. So yeah, um, you know that was pretty educational. Um, you know, I learned a lot of things. I learned, you know, what drugs can do to people and how they look and stuff like that, and <laughs> you know. Uh, you, you see the guys that come in just for happy hour that are leave, you know, the ones that the, the couples that are fighting, you know, all, all the goods and the bad things of life are, are all usually at your local bar and you can kind of get a, a good, it's a very educational uh, process for somebody that's very young. You can say, you know, man, I don't want to do that. That looks like a fucking mistake and <laughs> kind of go from there and, you know, and not have to walk down that path yourself. So yeah. I'm pretty fortunate to, to experience a lot of things. And I did have a you know a lot of great people around me that that worked there, so um, yeah, it was a it was a it was a great experience for me. Um, I've always kind of had that mentality of working hard though, and, and kind of putting it, putting in the work every day. Yeah, you know, it's it is pretty amazing to see how the uh, how the bar and you know the the American pub is such a I don't know microcosm of kind of culture at large because yeah like you said you're gonna have the people who just show up for a couple drinks for happy hour and then the people who sort of live there and you get to see the good and the bad and um kind of everything else in between you know yeah a lot of drugs a lot of drugs yeah and i stayed away from all of it which is kind of surprising but no, um, that's good though that's yeah good. works out so well was, for me. was that um was that back like um in your college days or in your post high school days or what I, I started working there when I was 15, man. I was bar backing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So what? I, realistically, um, I go to high school. Uh, I'd get out of I'd get out of school around two forty, three o'clock. Um, I'd go work out, and then I'd go there, and then I'd work there till one or two in the morning. Um, get home around three a.m. Wake up, go to school. So yeah, uh, I've always kind of had that mentality of just getting a hundred percent out of the day. I mean, some I'm, I'm getting a little older now, so tend to drag a little bit more ass when it comes later at night, but, uh, you know, I still wake up trying to seize it, you know? So, yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I had a great time doing it, you know, and uh, I always had cash in my pocket when I was a kid. So it was awesome. Um, I kind of did college. That was a joke. 
my associates came in the mail one day and um so i got that which yeah. you know i don't know I, I don't know i honestly don't even know where that is um i don't you know my my thoughts on the educational system unless you know what you want to do um it's it's kind of hard you know it, oh, it's, been, yeah. it's been built at this point where it's encouraged and, uh, you know, you force these kids into stuff that they don't want to do mm-hmm. and they get nothing done with it. So, you know, a lot of the, a lot of guys and girls would be better off learning a trade and, you know, getting into something where they make a decent living instead of, you know, having $200,000 in debt. Yeah. hundred percent. Have a job or something that starts at 30, 40,000 a year. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My, my oldest son is a senior in, in high school this year and he's not really interested in college. And I said, I'm fine with that. You know, as long as you, as long as you pull your weight and do your, you know, uh, keep yourself yeah. on your own feet. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you're not going to, you know, um, you know, just be able to mooch off of me for the rest of your life. But right. as long as you pull your own weight and figure out your own stuff, then yep. yeah, I'd, yeah, rather, I'd rather him have that than not mm-hmm. have, like you, like you said, I'd rather him have, um, you know, just. A, a good life than two hundred thousand dollars worth of student debt, and mm-hmm. the fact is, not everybody needs college. So yeah, right. yeah. Well, and sure. I think you know there is this this conversation is happening all over, mm-hmm. um, and not only are we going to have you know some kind of you know I think we're going to have a huge dive in college numbers over the next ten years. Yeah, because of this particular thing where you can't just go to college and spend, you know, $15,000 and up for, you know, well, let's see what I might like and get an education in whatever. Yeah. Sure. That yeah, just doesn't 100%. work. Yeah. I totally agree. You know? So, so Mike, how did you, um, what led you into, the cigar retail business. Did you start working at another retail establishment no. or did you get into the the ownership and the management game right away? You know, um, my brother and I, my brother's my partner and we always say that the, the cigar industry kind of chose us. We didn't choose it. Um, we sold the gas station. My hair started to grow back. You know, the gray started to fall off. It was amazing. And um, there was this vacant building across the street or at least close to it. Like, Hey, we should just do something over there. So we're like, let's, you know, let's get a tattoo parlor going. Okay. And, uh, and, and we'll sell glass, you know, it'll be awesome. <laughs> lots of money. So, uh, go in and at that point, this was nine years ago, the city of Deltona wasn't too happy about tattoos. So, um, they wouldn't let you open it. And unbeknownst to us, like a few years prior to that, it was a, a cigar store that had gone under. So people would walk in and they're like, Hey, you know, you got any cigars? So um, <laughs> we just, we started off with like a little stand up humidor um, and just started building it. It's like, you know, one, literally one box at a time. And we didn't have a lot of money to start the business. Um, and we just kept going. First couple of years, we didn't, there was no paychecks. My brother actually handled the majority of it at that point because. I mean, I had to make some money, so I actually went back down to South Florida and would come up uh, every week, either drive or fly or whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, you're talking right around, I guess around that time was right when the economy crashed and we were just, we just kind of started getting into it. So 
we had like a PlayStation there. We had, I mean, it was a big fucking joke. You know, the, the <laughs> place is a mess. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 that's what, how it kind of began, you know, people started coming in and then, you know, you start making, you know, $30 a day and then, you know, you start making $60 a day and you're like, Hey, there, there might be something to this. And you just keep yeah. building and building and building. And then, um, one day I said to my brother, Hey, let's build a online site. And he told me I was crazy and out of my mind. And, uh, I did it anyways, you know, I'm like, hold my beer challenge accepted. Right. So <laughs> built that, um, and then I started kind of meeting people via social media, you know, yeah. and that was really what kind of blew us up and, and really created some exposure for us. So, you know, you, you, back in the day, Facebook, the original Facebook group was cats. Right. And, um, I mean, I was like one of the first four people to join that group, which is pretty cool. Uh, Von Boyd was one of the other ones from, uh, um, Deadwood tobacco. Yeah. And, you know, I just kind of met people, got in contact with people. And then that, that group kind of went sideways. I mean, I don't really go there anymore, but it had, it provided a great opportunity for me to meet a lot of people. Then, uh, Instagram was, was just kind of new. And I'm like, Hey, you know, there might be something to this and just started liking comments and, okay. and, and meeting people and, and continuing to go and go and go. And, uh, it just started blowing up, you know, just kept being responsive to people and, uh, they started respecting my opinions on stuff and, keep my ear to the ground on what was going on in the industry and worked out really well. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, when you started that whole retail thing, um, what was your experience with cigars? Nothing. 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 I never was a consumer. No, no. Uh, the first cigar I smoked, I think was a Cuba Cuba. Um, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Like 99% of other cigar smokers. So I was like, this is pretty cool. I can get into this. And then I smoked a Casa Magna like right after that, and I died. I vomited. <laughs> I, I couldn't get my head up. Um, but, you know, I stuck with it. And uh, yeah. that's all that matters, you know. So I just kept going. And I kept educating myself, learning more and more about the product, you know, um, learned who to fuck with, who not to fuck with, um, and kind of see where people are making tobacco, where they're getting their cigars from, what's high quality, what's low quality, what's high quantity, what's low quantity, uh, who really cares about their products. Yeah. And kind of went from there, you know, so it's been, uh, I'm, we're about to go on our 10th year here and, um, so far so good, you know? Yeah. So moving into, so as you, as you decided to start up your own, I mean, Gradually, you built up cigar relationships, relationships yeah. in the business. Obviously, you've got your customer base, but then you've also got the sales reps. You've got the brand owners, uh, sure. even company owners that, that you get to know gradually over time, whether it's them coming to your store to visit you or you going to the trade show. So what was the time? Uh, what was the first year that you went to IPCPR? Uh, it was probably seven seven or eight years ago, when we, you know, like a year or two okay. into, into the, the business. Yeah. And that day, the first IPCPR show, you're never prepared for that. You walk in, you're just like, yeah. Oh my God. What, what is this? It's just gigantic. You know, it's, it's a lot. It's like drinking from a fire hose. You know, it's, you're just taking in a lot of information and and you don't know really what to get from it. And, uh, it's, it's absolutely amazing. You know, now seven or eight years into it, you know, you know where everybody is, you know what the booths look like, even when they change them a little bit, they're like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's, 
you have a, it's a different look and a different mindset, especially being on the back end of it and kind of building your own product and, uh, you know, educating people on, on your stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. Um, I mean, I love going to the show, you know, I have a good time there. It's really cool to kind of hang out with everybody at the same time. Yeah. Did you have that moment where you can pick out that was the, all right, I'm all in moment. You know, no, I mean, to be honest, I haven't done anything that I, that I didn't put a hundred percent into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, there've been a lot of things in my, in my life, but when, when it comes to a, a project of some sort, even if it fails, I still put a hundred percent into it. Uh, you know, and you didn't really, you couldn't tell if this, if this retail, this tiny little retail shop in Deltona would be successful or not come year one, year two. You saw that it had potential, but you didn't know what that potential was. Was it going to be enough to, you know, to provide for two families? Uh, was it enough to provide for one single guy, you know, that, that would be a bachelor for the rest of his life? I mean, you know, those are two different equations. So, yep. um, you know, every, and if you'd ask me if I'm content where it's at, the answer is no. You know, we have a meeting every week where we talk about our goals with our employees, what we're looking at, what, what we need to be doing differently. I mean, and it could be something simple, uh, whether it be, you know, the vacuum should be ha- should, at the end of the night. Somebody should put the vacuum at the front door. That way they can vacuum really quick when they come in. So that's just knocked right out. Or, you know, every little step of efficiency uh, is important as well as what should we be doing as far as sales and sale incentives. Um, you know, there's there's so many different dynamics there, you know, uh, eventually we went beer and wine as well because we felt that that would help complement it, you know, and that would yeah. kind of add on to it. So now we have a bunch of craft beer there and I want to go full liquor because I think that that would be even more beneficial to our, our cigar consumers. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I wish we could up here in Minnesota. Minnesota, we can't do that. Um, in Minnesota, you can't, um, you it's a lawless swamp down here in Florida. Let me yeah, tell you. I, I mean, that, that, I, I totally dig that because up here, yeah. you know, you can't, you, you have to, if, if, you know, some guys, if you have a good relationship with a shop owner and I'm not going to get any shop owners in trouble, I'm not mentioning any names. I'm saying this is a hypothetical, right? <laughs> if a guy's going to, you know, bring a bottle into a, into a shop, you, you got to be all stealthy about it, you know, just to have, have a nice, you know, uh, two fingers glass of scotch or, or bourbon with your, um, you know, with your cigars, it, it, I mean, there's some private, uh, private lounges, membership only lounges that, that it's all good. But as far as retail, forget about it. So, so if you guys can add, you know, continue, like you said, adding on craft beer, add on some, uh, you know, full liquor, I say do yeah. it because it, it really does. Like you said, it adds to that experience. Right. Um, that's what we're kind of all about. So Garrett and I um, fired up. Um, these are these are from the. I think it was the original release in 2015. If if I have the year right, um, these are the Postania Broadleaf, uh, the Bellicoso. Um, so Mike, talk to us about the Postania brand, how you started it, and if that was sort of something from the very beginning that you said, hey, you know, if we're going to get more into the premium cigar end of things, you know, uh, if if postania was always kind of in your mind or if it was something that developed over time uh it definitely developed over time when we started you know we kind of got into the social media things were going really well and um we started doing really well with some of these bigger brand names some of these bigger manufacturers 
uh, to a point where other retailers took notice and they had a problem with it. And because they had a problem with it, all of a sudden we got restricted from certain products or our inventory or, you know, what we could buy became less. So um, when we caught wind of that, it took forever to figure it out. But when we caught wind of it, we're like, well, we'll just make something that they can't touch. Um, and at that point we were already kind of well-versed with the Romacraft guys, you know, those guys are my family, Skip and Michael and Esteban. And uh, I went down there and this was when they weren't at capacity. You know, they weren't at, they weren't at the monster that they are now. So I, when I approached Skip and said, Hey, I want to make a cigar. He's like, okay, sure. No problem. So we just kind of went down there and you know, laid all the tobacco out, got to really uh, experience it, taste all of it, um, make some blends right there on the spot, screw those up. He had explained to me where I screwed up and uh, refined it until we had something that was, uh, in my opinion, amazing. Yeah. And which, which one of those blends was the first? Was it Broadleaf or Habano? They're blended at the same time. The Habano okay. and the Broadleaf were built. I blended the Habano. My brother blended the, the Broadleaf, which is kind of funny because I tend to smoke a lot of bolder stuff, and he tends to smoke you know, more of a, a little bit, not I wouldn't say mild, but uh, stuff that's a little more uh, smoother, a little more complex, yeah. um, maybe not as rough and, and, you know, and, and overbearing. So I blended the Habano. I said, mine's amazing. My brother blended the Broadleaf. He goes, mine's amazing. And I'm like, okay. So we decided to make uh, little sampler packs with two of each, and um, we had everybody vote which one they thought was better. I couldn't say who that I made the blend because, you know, I'm more of the social media face than my brother is. So we just left it alone. And the Habano had won, but it was by a small margin. So at that point, we were like, okay, well, I mean, if lightning has struck twice, then we obviously need to make this work and figure out how we're going to release both of these products uh, in the future. Yeah. And and was that did I have the did I have the year right? Was it twenty fifteen that those released? I mean that sounds accurate. I honestly I have no idea. Okay. I didn't know. Like I like my brother handles all all the accounting, all the, the documenting and you know, all those things and you know, I honestly don't look at I mean nine years right now and we're approaching ten. I was having a conversation with uh Bob Moore over at Hogshead today and he's like, Yeah, you know, it's about to be your tenth year. I was like, Man, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You just brought it to my attention. So, you know, I honestly couldn't tell you the date, but yeah, it sounds close. It sounds about right, you know, to me. So, well, I remember when I, um, um, because this, this particular box, I actually didn't buy OG. I bought these on the secondary market about two years ago. No kidding. Um, just a, fr uh, somebody that I knew posted on a group and said, Hey, I've got this box up for sale. And I, I mean, I hit it right away because I had already bought a sampler from your uh, before I even had met you. I bought a sampler from from your retail site just because I saw that some, you know, I saw some movement with the brand and I thought, oh, OK, I'll try these. And I bought a bought a sampler on on uh, on the website and said, yeah, these are these are pretty good. And then, like I said, two years ago, I think it was uh, a friend of mine posted this box for sale. I said, yeah, I'll take those right now, please. <laughs> Thank you very much. And he had the, he had the date written on there of August, 2015. Yeah. So I assume that's the date that he bought them. Right. Um, yeah, so that's, that's definitely gotta be original batch, you know, for sure. So, uh, beyond, you know, the, would you call the, you know, the, the Postania Broadleaf and the, the Habano, that's your core lines. And then mm -hmm. you've also got, um, the, the SBC, um, yep. Talk to us about the SBC lines. So the SBC blend comes out every other year. It's called uh, SBC, which stands for Surrounded by Champions. I'm a big believer in acknowledging the people around you. And um, the Roma guys, the Nico Sueno family, they put in a lot of work for me. You know, 
I couldn't tell you what's great tobacco and what's what's shit tobacco. I mean, I couldn't identify things at a pilona. I'm not going to be the guy that's going to tell you that, that I have that ability. Um, you know, consistently they blend the cigars accurately every time. I don't have to worry about anything. You know, um, and I'm I'm really fortunate to be working with those guys. So not only that on the factory end, but Michael Rosales on 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 the sales end has really kind of written the blueprint how to operate without having a sales force without having brokers without, you know, having an in-house team. So those guys have, have always been great to, to, to us. And I always want to show my appreciation to them whenever it's possible. So that was kind of the birth of the SBC. And the, um, uh, this year in 2019, we, we were not at the IPCPR, but we, uh, we followed all our friends in in the other cigar media groups that, that put their shows together and we saw that the um, uh, the War Bear yeah. was a new release from you guys this year. So tell us about the concept behind, uh, you know, the War Bear itself and then uh, what the blend is comprised of. So, I mean, to be honest, a lot of my great ideas aren't really my great ideas. I just kind of listen to the people around me and um, they a lot of them have some great ideas, you know. So uh, the War Bear was actually mentioned. That name was mentioned to me when Postani was originally created by um my employee, John, he's been our head manager. He runs the store at Cigar Hustler. And he's like, oh, you should do the war bear. I'm like, what the hell's that? So I look it up and the story is amazing. It's about a bear that was bought at a train station during World War II and he became a soldier. So um, the reason why he became a soldier is because the Polish army came in and said, hey, no more pets. You know, I'll have any pets with the squad. So they just made him a soldier. Uh, so he'd drink beer and smoke cigarettes and be with the troops. And um, <laughs> when – when the poles were under fire and they needed uh, ammunition, the bear was running ammunition to soldiers that, you know, wouldn't have received it otherwise. So, I mean, he's, he's responsible for saving lives. Um, so it was kind of a big deal. I wanted to make, you know, when he had told me that I wanted to make a cigar with that name, um, which is usually kind of backwards because normally we make the cigar before we have the name. And uh, then I just, reached out to the guys at the factory and said, Hey, this is, this is the concept of my blend. This is kind of what I'm thinking. And, um, Skip kind of put his finishing touches on it for the, the whole release. But, you know, again, same scenario is really easy for me because of who I get to work with. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, then they don't, they don't give you the ABC or D. I say, Hey, let, let's do this, this tobacco. Let's do this tobacco. Let's do this tobacco. Let's do this with the barber pole. I think that this will work really well. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, a it, lot, it's a lot easier when you have good tobacco, man. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So the 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 barber pole, the two different wrapper leaves. Um, mm -hmm. What are the wrapper leaves? It's an Ecuadorian Habano and a San Andreas. Okay, okay. So, and it's uh, from what I've seen in the in the pictures, it's it's uh, the the Habano that's on there is is a darker, heavier Habano. I mean, is it is is it more? you know, toward the pushing into the realm of, of like the, the same Habano that they use on the Aquitaine where it's that, it's that robust, more yeah, it, It's the same wrapper. It is. Okay. Sure. I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the components that are in the factory, are the same components that I use, it's just a different mix and blend and yeah. you know, different combination of things. Yeah. So, and just the, the name itself, the Postania, what is, what does that word mean? What is, what is the, the meaning behind that? So it stands, it means uprising. Um, I felt that it was appropriate and it really kind of fit us and, uh, what we were doing and why the, why the brand was created. So, uh, you know, we're just a small retail shop, but, and we're not going to take anybody's shit. So we're going to make our own stuff 
and kind of go from there. And that was kind of who they were um, back in World War II. You know, there was an uprising and, you know, these guys were fighting against, you know, German tanks and shit. And they all they had was like rocks. Yeah. The majority of them died. So, yeah. but they still fought. So um, it, it really kind of felt right for us. It was just a good fit. And, and yeah, this, and this was even after occupation. I mean, the, right. they were, they were one of the first countries to get, you know, run on. And, yeah, uh, and I mean, Poland was obliv- obliterated, yeah. you know, towns yeah. were just gone. Yeah. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, um, you, you also have the cigar hustlers podcast. Yes. And yeah. uh, I, I am a fan. I listen mm-hmm. to pretty much every episode. Oh, awesome. And um, like legit, no, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. It's legit. I, I and and I I like what you guys are doing because you make me laugh. Thanks. And you talk about you talk about all kinds of different subjects besides just you know besides just cigars. And so you do that together with Mike Palmer. Yeah. How did you get to know Mike, and where did the concept come from? When did you guys sit down and say, let's do? Let's let's do a an, you know there's art there, there's only like seventy five thousand different cigar podcasts out there so we should definitely do another one when <laughs> yeah you, because I I had so many people when I said yeah I'm gonna do a cigar podcast they said are you a moron there's like fifty thousand cigar podcasts and most of them last like like six weeks right so uh, so where did you guys come up with the concept for that well I mean first of all you know Mike Palmer is bar none greatest producer. <laughs> work his ass off, you know, for nothing. Uh, yeah. Puts in all the time. Always thinks of his friends before anybody else. Um, always goes out of his way for everybody. He's one of the most thoughtful people I, I've ever met. Um, so I decided to. I approached Mike and I said, "Hey, let's make. I want to make a podcast and I want to do it with you." And and he was in. He was like, "All right, cool, done. Let's do this." So um, he just kind of took over. And we just started doing it. You yeah. know, what's really remarkable is we really don't talk about cigars that much. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about, we talk about industry people. We talk about stuff that's going on in the industry. Um, you know, we kind of color, cover a wide spectrum. We, we interview people. Um, but I don't want to know, know about their cigar, you know, like yeah. that's, every, that's every other podcast. That's every other interviewee, yeah. you know, uh, I, I want to know cool ass stories and, and their experiences in life. And, things that made them who they are. Like those are the fascinating points for us. And, you know, we've kind of learned that, you know, Mike and I do really well together. So it can just be him and I bullshit and and we have a good time. What's kind of funny is that there are times where I'll walk into the store or he'll walk into the store and we won't talk. We can't (laughs) talk until the mic's in front of us. So that that's pretty funny. Um, He puts a lot of time into it. He puts a lot of effort into it. You know, he's got, he's got his sheets and, and, you know, I mean, we had balloons dropping on us, you know, the guy, the guy goes nuts. So, um, you and know, how did you guys, so is, is he, a, does he work at the retail store? Is he just a buddy of yours? How did that? Happen? Mike has the ability to do everything at the store. He can run the register. He knows where everything is. If you can't find anything, you read, Hey Mike, where's this? He knows where it is. Okay. Um, he came in, you know, I met him on Facebook. He came in one day and, uh, you know, he stuck around. So, we hit it off really well. Again, he's one of those guys that's just, you know, puts everybody else first, you know, and that that's a rare, rare commodity um, in, in this day and age. 
So the more and more we got to know him, you know, he eventually got a key, you know, he got his own alarm yeah. code. He has his own access. He can do whatever the hell he wants. You know, yeah. um, there are a couple of stipulations that he's, that he's built some rules, you know, if cigars yeah. are lingering in the office that were samples or something that was given to me after X amount of days that he considers them his. And uh, that's totally <laughs> fine. You know, I feel like that that's the least I can do, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, he's a great friend, you know? So, we yeah. have a blast together and um, you know, he interrupts me every time and people enjoy that. And you know, <laughs> no, just- I, dig, I dig the fact that you guys have this kind of good cop, bad cop thing going on. And um, so when, when you got started, I know for Garrett and I, when we got started and we talked a l- little bit about this before we went live that, you know, that you run into, you learn, you learn shit as you're going along. It's like, Oh man, this, this microphone doesn't work or this camera angle sucks or it's whatever. Yeah. And, and you just have some, some things that would be considered by anybody who's been in the podcast game for a while, just kind of a joke, but where did you, where did you guys see the most, um, opportunities to like, okay, we gotta, we gotta figure this piece out before we go to the next episode or whatever it is, you know, where you said, okay, this, this, this thing doesn't work. So let's change it. Definitely number one priority before episode next. I mean, everything is always kind of built up from it, right? Yeah. You, you launch your framework and we had this little snowball fucking mic cone that we put in the middle of the table that was absolutely atrocious. <laughs> um, and episode one is still there because we're, we're not going to hide it, right? Yeah, it, we're, we're the same yeah. way. Episode yeah. one is still there. We're just going to let it exist. So, yeah. um, you know, when we heard it, we're like, this is terrible. And uh, then we went to mics and then we got a, a soundboard and, um, you know, we didn't have a computer, so we used my my old Mac computer, which he complains about every every day. Because is that, is that the Macintosh from 1982? Yeah, that's, talk about. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> the one. So you know, um, you know, then we said, hey, you know, well, there's a whole other audience on on YouTube that we're not, you know, we're not giving them access to. So then, yeah, bought a camera, you know, um, and it's just slowly building. And now it's doing. It's like, wow, well, these are all these things are becoming more and more expensive. So what can we do that'll keep us, us and, you know, still let our opinions be free without, um, with, and allow some revenue to come in to kind of offset some of those costs. So we launched our own Patreon, which, uh, has its own secret episodes. Um, it's, its own cutthroat kind of reviews, um, just all kinds of raw material, Yeah, which, which, you know, we haven't reaped from it yet, uh, but it's what we just started. It's our, it's our next level thing. So, um, you know, we have a, a handful of guys that are on there and, uh, you know, they've been supporters of the show for a long time yeah. and, um, you know, they're down. So I, you know, I, I always urge them to give me feedback and, you know, let, let me know what they want to hear or see or anything like that. We tried to do a video on the Patreon, but apparently that's a whole other friggin' process. So, um, you know, we're learning as we go. We're having a great time doing it. So, yeah. um, you know, sometimes the hard part is doing it every week, right? You know, you got to show up. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, that too. Yeah. right. Yeah. And my schedule's all over the place. His schedule's all over the place, but we still find the time. We still yeah. make it, you know, so. And that's one of the things that, that w- we learned and, and that um, I got some advice from, you know, some other guys who are, you know, doing cigar media for a long time is the, that, the number one thing is consistency because 
if they expect you to be there, like tonight, for example, just, just to throw something out there tonight, you know, eight thirty central time, the show goes live. And right. if, if you're not there, the show goes eight, live. If you're not there at eight thirty central time, then the people who are used to you being there, it, they're going to go away. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to go away. I want, I want to have something for them to, you know, laugh at and listen to and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I, so, and that was one of the things that I said, okay, it, cause full disclosure, the last few days, I felt like pure garbage. I've been in and out a couple doctors, blah, blah, blah. And, but it's like, I got it. We got to go on because right. there's a, we got a show to do. And there's, you know, it's, it's, it's not like, no, we don't have legions of followers. This is not, you know, this is not the backstreet boys. We don't have, you know, all these people waiting in line to buy tickets, but there's still, honestly, even if there's only a half dozen guys who know that this show is going to be on Tuesday nights, I'm going to be there. You went right. with this what it takes man, for that you know? analogy. I did. I did go with backstreet boys for the analogy. Okay. You got a problem I'm with for it, man. Backstreet's back. <laughs> all right. There you go. <laughs> Let's do this. Would you prefer NSYNC? Uh, or Dixie Chicks? I, I feel like if you went like New Kids on the Block, that would have been. N- you know, uh, uh, well, I am of the New Kids on the Block generation. I'm, there you go. I'm old enough for that, but um, they were never really my jam. Yeah. No. Um, so out of all the guests that you've had, whether it was, have you ever, do you do remote guests or only people who are live in the, no. So the, that's always the topic of, of debate. You know, um, I don't, for us, our format, I don't believe in it. You know, um, we have a, a shop, you know, we represent a lot of these brands and, um, you know, if you're not worth our time, that's cool. Um, you're not going on the show. I'm not going to video you in. That's not this. That's just not our format. Right. Yeah, totally. So, um, I don't believe in it, you know. Um, I so like being person to person. When we go into Florida, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys come in. You got an open invitation. Come on anytime. Oh, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, um, is, is tomorrow is tomorrow good? No, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, we have a flight for you. So, of all the um, so the people that you've had in in studio yeah that, that you've interviewed that you've had a chance to talk to um and and there have been some short interviews there have been some long interviews but man there's some really cool that's one of the things about the cigar business is there's some really cool people that have so many varied stories i mean there's people from literally every walk of life you can think of from every with with stories that would would just you know curl your hair it's crazy and and of all the people you've had in studio tell us about some of the just surprises and cool moments and and just uh stories that you never expected to hear from people okay um well for me you know the the best person that i've had on was obviously skip you know he's a really close friend of mine and i know a lot about him and you know, there's a lot of things that are never, he's on a lot of podcasts. He's on a lot of interviews, but he's never discussed a lot of those things. Right. Exactly. A lot exactly. of the shit that you get, you know, that you're, when you hang out 2 a.m., 3 a.m. at his house or, you know, you're at, a, you're at a, a store and, you know, I mean, I'm tired as all shit. I usually fall asleep on him, but, you know, I still get a lot of, of the majority of the good stories. So, you know, it was awesome for me to um, kind of have that platform with him and, kind of let him go his own direction and talk about whatever he wanted to talk about. I mean, there were some stories that I felt that he left out that I'd like to get out of him at a later date, but you know, uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, 
so for me, that was, that was a big deal. Uh, you know, I think one of the other crazy ones that always kind of pops in my head was having Hiroshi, you know, Hiroshi. Oh, yeah. That was fucking amazing. He'd never done it before. Uh, we were the first podcast for him. Um, so that, so he knew that he was at the top when he, when he came in and started, um, you know, and I got to ask him, could he kick Spencer Drake's ass? And he said, oh, yeah, you kick his ass. I thought that was amazing. You know, um, you know, and just kind of hearing his story in his life. I mean, you know, um, the whole Cuban experience is, is is totally different than than what anybody else experiences. And, you know, as long as you stay out of the politics, you can get more of the raw information uh, and how somebody like that lives down there or, you know, yeah, uh, some degree, you know goes out and comes to the United States. Um, I mean, that was a, that was a pretty amazing one for me. Um, you know, I mean, dude, you know, Caldwell had a great one too. You know, we talked about how he went, uh, you know, to like Libya or some shit and he lost his global past. Like I knew that story. So I wanted to pull that out of him. Yeah. Um, just hanging out with him one day, you know? So, you know, there, there are a lot of fascinating stories. There are a lot of humble stories too. I mean, Peter Nana just came on, and um, as much of a slapdick he is, I love the guy to death. And, uh, he, you know, he's a rep for our area. And, you know, how he got into the industry is, is one of the saddest fucking stories I've ever heard in my life, you know. And you would never know that if you didn't talk to Pete and, and learn that about him. So, and, you know, I've seen that guy grow, you know, and he's he's been an amazing person. I mean, John Carney's amazing, you know, from right. LSD. I mean, shit, dude. You know, I could go on and on about the people we interview, you yeah. know. So we got 915. Uh, for the first slapdick sighting, nine fifteen. Before 9-15. somebody said slapdick, perfect. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, they. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I had I had already met Skip a couple times. Um, just had uh, I had a couple brief conversations with him, and then had a little bit of a longer conversation at at one of his uh, one of his private parties at IPCPR maybe three years ago. Um, and but I had never, I never knew his story. You know, and listening to the three episodes that you guys split his his interview up into, um, and I swear I've listened to those episodes multiple times just because it's almost unbelievable to hear his story. And you think there's no way this is real, right? But then you listen to it again and again, and you can you can hear in his voice like, wow, this it, it just it's it's just really incredible, yeah, to hear his story and um, um, cool to see what what uh, because. The fact is, it would have been, it would have taken no effort whatsoever for him to just become another st- statistic, right? For sure. And you know, it's I just I I love stories like that, regardless of whether it's cigars or whatever the hell it is. I just love stories like that, and it's cool to be able to hear that on your podcast. So, um, you know, and and I know it was, it, and I can identify with it because I know you guys had some tech issues while you're recording that and it's like yeah. you you had to stop and start and things like that but i'm glad that you guys hung with it and and split that into three episodes because it's it's been uh you know cool to get to hear his story and you know even even honestly even a couple of the episodes where you and mike just sit there and talk i just dig it it's you know it's cool it, it, it makes me laugh and it it uh it's nice to uh you know just kind of get away from the, the, the every day of, of whether it's my job or whatever it is. And um, I know that you, at least I, I assume that just because you, 
have things other going on in your life other than just the cards. Obviously, yeah. everybody's got their their life outside, whether it's family or or other obligations and things like that, or time spent doing whatever it is. Do you listen to other non cigar related podcasts outside of you know this? And if you do, what what are some of those podcasts that you are into? You know, I have a little bit in the past, but none of them ever really stuck. To be honest, um, you know, none of them really come to mind. I mean, I like Gary V stuff. I listen to him a little bit. Um, you know, I'm all about you know refining my game and, and kind of getting better at it. So, you know, a lot of you know life guidance, coaching, or whatever the case may be, is always kind of I've always been kind of attracted to that. Um, but it just never it's never really resonated for me. You know as far as, Hey, I'm going to listen to this podcast. Right. Um, I listen to a lot of, uh, audibles. I listen to a lot of books. Okay. Um, I've learned to listen to them at a high speed, which is remarkable. That's kind of new for me. Yeah, I just learned about that. I just, yeah. I shit you not. I just learned about that and I've started doing that. And it's, it's great because before it was like, I can't, I can't devote a week of my life to this book. Right. And now I'm like, okay, I can do it in three days. Right. So right. I, yeah, I can throw that in the car, usually to and from work. That makes a big deal. Um, you know, uh, Tim did mention Hector Alfonso. I definitely need to mention him too. And, and Jack Toronto, those two guys are amazing when it comes to interviews as well, especially oh, if you get them together. Um, but yeah, so, you know, as far as, um, podcasting stuff, you know, I don't really listen to it too, too much. Um, I also do real estate. So I was listening to Brian Buffini stuff for a while. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, you know, more inspiring, uh, you know, life stuff and just kind of, you kind of learn to show gratitude. Um, yeah. You know, that, that type of thing was definitely more of a, you know, was what I, what I always gravitated towards. But it never, like, I could never say, hey, I can't wait till the next episode to come out. You know, I'll listen to myself now, uh, even though I said I never would, just to kind of refine and make sure that we, we're doing something right or, or see where we can get better. Um, you know, I'll put that on sometimes in the background and listen to it when I'm working at the shop. Yeah. But other than that. Isn't that no. weird? By the way, I, I I do the same thing, and I hate doing it. But I listen to it just to see if there's if if there was something that I missed that because I try to do I don't do a ton, but I do a little bit of editing just to to make sure there's no really weird or or garbled audio or anything in there. I can cl- clip that out of there. But then to go back and listen to it later, um, uh, it's 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 weird, but it does help because I have actually caught a few things here and there. If you notice yeah. that. And you and you learn how to speak better, right? Yeah. Or you know, there's no ums, and you're not. You know, you're more comfortable in front of the camera. You're more comfortable in front of a mic. Uh, those things are important when you're doing podcasting and stuff. Legit. So, you know, that legit, Matt. Legit, yeah. Last week, shit, I was on a legit kick last week. For some reason, I used the word legit like twenty times in two minutes. It was it was sick. I was about ready to get a legit jar, and every time he said legit, we had to put in, he had to put in some some cash. Um, question for Pretty you: legit. Um, So, cigar started as a business venture for you. Yeah. When did it become uh, a culture that you felt that you were a part of more than just in the business? Well, I mean, for one, I just kind of think that every business that I've been into, I usually get immersed in. And the more you try and understand something, the more it becomes part of your life, right? So as I was kind of going along in social media and meeting more people, it just kind of grew on me more and more and more. So the more cigars you smoke, 
you know, the more opportunities you kind of see to meet people and, and get different walks of life, which is unbelievable in this industry. It's, I, it's bar none any, you know, in comparison to any industry period, you know? Yeah. Amen. So, you know, I mean, I know people from all over the spectrum, I mean, all over the world, which is amazing. People that are local that are from all walks of life, you know, that's fascinating. So, you know, when you see that that opportunity exists, I don't know how you can't not want to learn more and get involved in, in that type of an industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so I know that I, I just in listening to one of your episodes, I know you guys got some letters from the bang energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I assure you not today before I was on, uh, on my way home from, from, uh, a doctor and, I was going to stop at a shop and pick up some bang energy drink and they didn't have any on the shelf. And I was like, I got to get home. So I just came home and I know there are a few places around here that carry it, but yeah. So, uh, and I know you're a big fan and, uh, but they, they like kind of went after you a little bit. So, uh, so what happened with the bang energy drink people? So here's the deal with cigar hustles podcast. I'm not, I don't want a sponsor. Yeah that's going to dictate anything that, you know, I get to say, I'm not that guy. I want total control over whatever the hell I got to say. And you may like it. You may not. It is what it is. So Mr. Palmer worked really hard and he met uh, the associated bang and um, you know, they became like a sponsor where they sent him free product and stuff like that. And you know, there we had mentioned the names or whatever. He would mention the names. I mean, we mentioned them anyways because we drink them all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, this cake one came out and it's fucking horrible. It's absolutely atrocious. They got it's, a flavor called cake. Yeah. It's called uh confetti cake or birthday cake or something like that. And it is, it tastes like liquid birthday cake. It is <laughs> super sweet. Oh, Zero calories. Super sweet. I don't know how they did it. It's amazing that they did it. It tastes like diabetes is exactly what I said. <laughs> So we got they, they had an issue with that comment. Yeah, apparently they apparently they they watched the show. So um <laughs> they didn't like that. They weren't too happy with that statement and uh Mr. Palmer no longer gets bang in the mail. So <laughs> it's what it is, I guess. Oh, oh man, it's and it's funny because there was a time, there was a time when when if you were to use the phrase he no longer gets bang, bang in the, the mail. mail. It doesn't have anything to do with energy drink. Right. But here we are. Right. <laughs> Mike, what are you smoking? I didn't even ask you what you're smoking tonight. I'm having a post on your broadleaf. I just took the band off of it. Yes. You know, um, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to steal the displays from the booth at the show and they yeah. come back home with me and, you know, um, they had a high level of abuse, but you know, it isn't something that I would give to somebody, but I'm not about to let it go to waste. So, uh, exactly. you know, I keep them here and I smoke them. So, yeah. Yeah. If it still smokes, smoke it. Um, yeah. So this is, this is kind of a, a question that, that popped into my head when I was writing up notes for the show. If you, so the three big thing, I mean, you've got a family, you've got the, you've got your life outside of all this. But yeah. Out of cigar retail, the Cigar Hustler retail shop, mm-hmm. and the Cigar Hustlers podcast, and yeah. the brand Postania, mm-hmm. if you if you were forced to choose only one of those three things to do for the rest of your life, and you had to let the other two go, 
Yeah. Regardless of income, let's say that I do the podcast. Oh, is that the one? That's the podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's the <laughs> most fun. Is that is that so? That's that's the thing that gives you like the most. It, it's just it, it gives you the most joy, the best outlet. You know what it is? Is like I just like being myself. I like being yeah. open and kind of being a channel. And um, you know, for me, I you know, it's just totally wide open. There's no obligation there's no sale there's no it's there's no work at all right zero work as far as i'm concerned in the podcast now mike's gonna tell you a totally different thing i mean it's a lot of work for mike he's got to do a lot of things for it but for me i get to sit down you know we talk about things i get to be brutally honest i piss off people uh it you know i it is what it is i don't mean to upset people it's just kind of it's just it's just facts, bro. You know, and well, they- here's, here's what I've learned over. And, you know, this is going to sound like some old man, you know, uh, back in get, my day. get back in my day, get off my lawn. But you it doesn't matter what you say. You could say anything and there's going to be some person somewhere sure. in the world or some group somewhere in the world that's going to get pissed off about it. So in the end, you might as well just you might as well just talk. And yeah. Sometimes you're going to say stupid shit and other times you're going to say the right thing. And you, you learn from saying the stupid shit. So you don't say the stupid shit anymore. And you learn from saying the right thing and you just, Mm -hmm. you just get on with it. You know, I mean, I just kind of learned a long time ago um, to always be honest and not really give a shit about people's opinions that don't, don't matter to me. You know, there are people that listen to the show that if they said, Hey, you know, I think that you messed up here, you know, I have some concerns I would listen to and I would take that in and I, you know, reflect on it and do some self-awareness. But for the most part, if I piss somebody off, I piss somebody off, you know, it it, it doesn't upset me at all. Yeah. It's inevitable. I mean, it's going to happen. I think we should turn suit camp into a verb. Yeah. Tim, Tim's our our friend. I don't know if you've met Tim, but Tim suit camp is a friend of ours. He's a, he's a favorite cigar community internet troll and he loves, he's like a professional (laughs) troll. And uh, yeah, he's he's got some pretty good ones on there. I actually, this one's kind of interesting to me, uh, just because it makes me laugh. Uh, Tom Minty says, "War Bear paired with black cherry vanilla bang cigar really brings out the Hall's lozenge flavor in the bang." <laughs> nice, that's fantastic. No, I can't say that I've had. I don't know if I've had the black cherry vanilla. Um, but hey, if you want to pair it, have at it, man. You know, <laughs> like lozenges, enjoy. I'm glad I could help. Oh man! So you're not into uh, a whole lot of podcasts outside of um, your sphere, but how about streaming shows? What are you streaming right now? Um, like on like TV and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, Netflix, Netflix or Amazon Hulu. Prime. Are you are you like binge watching anything late at night? I mean, not really. You know, uh, there are a couple shows that I like, um, but I'm not really dedicated to any of that shit. You know. Um, yeah. You know, the whole Game of Thrones ending really, really pissed me off. So, like, I don't want to commit to anything for that type of, you know, where it just totally dies at the end. You know, um, I like Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great show. That that's badass. Uh, I enjoy Billions. Um, Bobby Axelrod's awesome, but I didn't get, to, you know, I haven't finished the last season. Um, I haven't seen it. That's that's an amazing show. Yeah, you know, that's And I never I never saw Game of Thrones, but I'm not Don't waste your time. 
I just, I it's, it's not because I have objections to it. I just haven't gotten around to it. So mm-hmm. um, skip it. Skip it. For me, Breaking Bad was like an all-time high. Breaking I think Bad Breaking time. Bad was one of the best shows, maybe maybe the best show of all time. But um, I just haven't gotten into a lot of stuff lately. Um, um, what is who is who said that? Tom Folks. Tom Folks. Porn. 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 Yep. I mean, Can't hey, hey, you do you. You do you. Yeah. And just and he does. Don't. Do I it. mean, so here's the, but here's the reality of my day. Right, I wake up. And, you know, I drop my kid off at school. I go to the gym. That's a three. I work out for three hours. Come to the the shop, handle retail, handle wholesale, handle podcast. Right. Come home, spend a little bit of time with my kids, and then um, I I have a that I'll read usually in the evening or whatever my wife wants to watch. You know, I'll just sit with her and and I'll have my computer in front of me and do some more work. So like, you know. I'm just not like, I really need to watch this. I'm just not, I used to be built that way. It's just that my life is so consumed with everything else that it's just kind of slowly dissolved and gone away, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. I don't know if either of you guys, uh, your wives have gotten into, uh, big brother. No, thank God. Oh, dude. Amy, Amy doesn't, away. Amy doesn't like that. Well, stuff. and Jill doesn't, doesn't normally either, but, uh, for whatever reason, everybody at work is watching this big brother thing. They've got, oh, you know, I, the thing I've never seen it. I water cooler talk, dude. Well, okay. So what? they're at the office. Somebody's talking about it. And then, you know, at the water cooler. Oh, and yeah, water yeah, cooler yeah. 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 And, uh, next thing, you know, you know, I'm writing notes and a couple weeks into the show, I'm like, Jill, do you think Mickey's going to get house, you know, and, what? I have no idea who you're talking about. I know. Well, and the one, so, so my, my wife's like guilty pleasure show is, is the bachelor or the bachelorette. She just, she, she can't stop. It's one of those shows that she, it comes, the next season is getting ready to come on. And she says to herself, she says to me, I'm not going to watch it this year. I'm not going to watch it this year. And it's inevitable. She watches it when it comes on. <laughs> There's no avoiding it. It's just like she says to me every year, I'm not going to watch it this year. And I say, okay, all right. And I just know, I know that as soon as it happen. premieres, boom, it's right there on the TV. Uh, everybody do yourself a favor. And uh, later tonight, uh, just search on YouTube for James Corden, um, Bachelor at Pennywise. Batch, bachelorette, like the clown from It. Yeah, he plays Pennywise in a Bachelorette <laughs> spoof that is oh boy, amazing. I gotta watch that. Yeah, it's good times. <laughs> Very cool. Nice. Um, so we'll uh we'll shift really quick, uh, Mike. We're gonna shift it. We do every every week on the podcast. We do a thing called Useless Fact of the Week. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this week, uh, Mike. Do you know what the most common cause of power outages is in the United States every year? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm in Florida. Hurricanes? Nope. <laughs> the most, Garrett, do you know what it is? I cheated did, did, on he, accident. He peeked at my notes, jackass. I know. So the most common cause. Your bill. <laughs> it's probably the most common <laughs> You know, you got to pay probably. those. That's probably number two. Yeah. Uh, the most common is squirrels squirrels yeah so the uh the american public power association says squirrels are the most frequent cause um and they even i can't believe this is probably tax money that's paying for this too 
they developed a data tracker called the Squirrel Index. That's nice. a real thing, and we paid for it. Uh, that analyzes patterns uh, timing squirrels' impact on electrical power grids. Um, <laughs> peak times for squirrel attacks are from May to June. Uh, squirrels cause problems by tunneling, chewing through electrical insulation, uh, becoming a current path between electrical conductors, frankly. Uh, and yeah, uh, and that was from the National Security Agency. So the NSA, yeah, we're paying for all that just to figure out that squirrels are the number one cause of power outages. Well, it's real common. I have a lot of concerns, so, you know. You have a lot of concerns about squirrels or just about the yeah, I, yeah, I can't stand them, so I'm <laughs> glad that they did that research. <laughs> well, well if, any, if any squirrel gets destroyed and turned to ash just by chewing on a power cable, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I'd like to see the video. And their fluffy tails. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see it like the old cartoons of the uh, of the cigar going, you know, burning down in like two seconds. Yep. Um, and uh, so this week, what do we have for Numero de los Muertos? Uh, Mike, every week I give a number and it has to do with the dead. And this week, the number is 50 billion. What? A day. 50. Okay. Well, it's not people. (laughs) 50 billion a day. So 50 billion somethings are killed every day. It's squirrels by the electricity. <laughs> Fifty billion. I wish. Uh, it's it's an if epidemic. Only, if only that was. We're, we're, you know. If only that was true. Peter yeah. crying right now. <laughs> Fifty billion of these are killed every year. Every day. Every day. Every, every day. Every. It better be mosquitoes. Nope. Hmm. Um. All right, I need another hit. What's that number? I mean, like, that, that's a lot of tallying. Is there an abacus involved? I mean, what the hell's going on here? 50 billion. Yeah. This there's, has got to, there's, I think Wikipedia is involved. There's like a, a network of abacai. Abacai, is that? Oh, plural form. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So go I got to get another hint. All right. Well, I'll say this. Between <laughs> the two of us, 100 billion die per day. This is going to get really awkward, but is it like sperm germs or some shit? Bacteria? It's not. Well, sperm is part of the equation. <laughs> it's it's always part of the equation, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's not a podcast, a cigar podcast, without talking about some kind of male ejaculate. You know, right? <laughs> you gotta you gotta bring in the ejaculate. Well, you gotta throw that in secretions. Um, skin cells. Michael Rosales of Romacraft says skin cells. Almost, almost, Mike. Um, and Brandon says brain cells. <laughs> almost, almost. Brandon. Well, they have most of it, right? Skin cells, brain cells. What are we cells. just talking cells? Cells, cells in just our cells body. in general. So around fifty billion cells in a day die and regenerate. Isn't that crazy? It's a tragedy. It is a tragedy. I think we needed to start a hashtag, save the cells. Save the hashtag cells. Save no. the cells. Um, yeah, that's 
50, wait, but they regenerate? Yeah. Well, then so I have between no, blood I, if cells, they, if they regenerate, sperm, I don't have any sympathy skin, for them. Skin, brain cells, uh, the amount of cells that, that die off and regenerate is, uh, is insane. Um, and in, in the same article talked about, there are two animals that do not die from old age. This is a yeah. round. Anybody? Two animals that don't die from old age? Correct. Hmm. Um, two animals that don't die from old age. I mean, I go back to squirrels and the death of the electricity. You know, the... Yeah, they seem like uh, they have more than nine lives. Um, part of me wants to say a seahorse. Uh, you're in the right environment. Lobsters? Not lobsters. Who's going on the, the live commenter? <laughs> oh, yeah. Deer? Yeah, nope. Mike thinks lobsters, too. Nope. It's not deer. Um, so it's in the, in the ocean? It is in the ocean. Sharks? For one of them. Nope. Are the big animals, the small animal? Well, these things can get huge, but they take jellyfish. Yes, jelly. Oh, nice. It is jellyfish. Oh, yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> da da da. And Thank you. The, the other one is a uh, a roundworm parasite. Ooh. Yeah, I would never. I you, I didn't would have never gotten roundworm parasite. No. So uh, some more uh, useless facts for you guys. Fantastic. Nice. I'd like uh, to see a jellyfish kind of rolled into a cigar. That'd be amazing. Some kind of pairing or some sort. That'd be <laughs> fantastic. I'll work on yeah. that. Not, not the parasite, though. It doesn't sound not pleasant. Round, well, it's a round, round worm. Mm-mm. Nope. nope. <laughs> this wouldn't taste right. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's got a really hard well, draw. What would you pair that with with a bang, Just though? doesn't draw. Uh, well, I mean, apparently black cherry vanilla is, uh, is all the craze. Yeah, is. Black, everybody's loving the black cherry vanilla. Black cherry vanilla with a little jellyfish. Try the confetti cake. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I'm getting his uh, sponsorship back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I'll pay for my bang. Don't worry. As we all should. Pay for our bank. We all pay. Make no mistake. <laughs> oh, um, cotton candy is the shit. That's my top. top I gotta candy. try these because I don't like energy drinks, and it's not because of the flavor. It's because when I, the few times in my life that I've had an energy drink, I feel like my arms aren't connected to my body. I, I get I get really affected by like the whatever it is they the put in them and the guana. I, I just get, but I've heard that the bang doesn't have that in there. I mean, for that kind of feeling, I don't know why you're not drinking it every day. I mean, <laughs> mainlining it for two dollars and fifty cents, yeah. I can't feel my arms. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might have sprinkled some on this postania before I lit it up. There you go. Do you yeah. know what Matt just did to me for a bang? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that off the air. Uh, uh, this week's, um, notable smokables and, and Mike, we talk every week about, um, some cool or interesting stuff that we smoked over the past week uh-huh. uh, that we thought was, uh, interesting. Um, one of the ones that I smoked, uh, this week, there was, a. um, actually, no, I'm going to start with this one. I, I opened up 
uh, the box of cigars that I got at the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival in uh, January of 2018. Right. And I pulled out one of the Guaymaros. Hey. All right. box and I fired that up. Uh, when was that? Um, uh, Wednesday last week. Uh, that cigar does not get enough attention. And, and well, we actually re- we reviewed that one on that was one of our earlier reviews on on the website. Um, and that that box of cigars from Nicaraguan Cigar Festival obviously been sitting for a little while. And I finally cracked open that box and said, I, I guess I'll start smoking through these. And that Guaymaro is just it's even after time just sitting and mellowing out, it's still got everything that it had in the beginning. It's it's got power and pepper and and complexity and the whole bit. So I totally agree. The Rothschild is amazing. You know, the Rothschild. I'm still still looking to get my hands on, but the the it was like the Toro size, basically somewhere yeah. roughly around six by fifty uh, in in that box, just because they had to make all those cigars a consistent size for that box. But right. really good cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, can you think anything this past week you you've smoked that you thought was yeah. interesting or of course yeah name um, it. so the two this week that i thought uh were i was super impressed with was uh the tabernacle havana seed mm. in a lancero format oh lancero, nice. Money. and uh the new micarita tricky Traca, the 640 648 um is better than the, the robusta or the rothschild i don't give a shit what anybody says it's a better, <laughs> better cigar. so those two cigars were awesome um you know, what I'm really excited about is the Neanderthal LH that's coming out soon. Oh yeah, that yeah. thing is fucking stupid good. Um, so when that drops, I suggest that you buy as many as you can. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people excited about that one, myself yeah. included. Um, uh, Garrett, what was something you had this week that was interesting? <sighs> Um, I bought a handful of Papas Fritas for... God, I haven't smoked one of those in years, Dude, forever. I know. I hadn't either. And I tell you what, for um, I spent probably six hours out on a boat fishing oh, nice. uh, over this last weekend. And um, God, I'm jealous. Well, I only got one nibble. What was his name? Yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> off the air, too. Matt. <laughs> yeah, uh, and i gotta tell you i i went through all of those papos fritas and that is just a fantastic little stick so it's like a little firecracker it's a good it's a good cheap cigar because if you're fishing and it falls in the water it's so like what? okay yeah, exactly right i guess i'll light up another one and um and you know uh a couple of uh tatuaje peas and oh yeah um yeah, so my weekend uh, and this whole last week has kind of been cheaper cigars, but they were all great. Nice. Um, just one other one for me, just because there was a there was an event in town last week um, uh, at Ramsey Smoke Shop. They had a black label trading company event, mm-hmm. and um, it was the first time I ever tried the the porcelain, which is like a their Connecticut wrapped one of their Connecticut wrapped uh, offerings. I had never tried it before and uh, it was a very good Connecticut cigar. I'm not super into Connecticut's, but I thought it was good. Um, so that was my, uh, my other one, other one from this week. Didn't they just win a TV or something? What's that? Didn't they win a TV? Yeah, they won a TV. Yeah. yeah. From, 
that brokerage or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they, they've already got it mounted on the wall in the shop and it's, uh, it's nice. They needed a TV in there. Um, there, I mean, it's, it's a smaller shop and hopefully one of these days they can expand and maybe get a different space. But, uh, um, they, they've definitely, definitely working on a, a good selection in the humidor there. Um, and there's some other good stuff coming up here soon. Um, uh, since we have, uh, Mike Rosales making some comments on the show, Mike, thanks very much for watching. That's uh, bourbon, Mike, that, I'm bourbon Mike. I understand that you are going to be up here in Minnesota on September 26th. I'm looking forward to that. Um, you're going to be at tobacco Grove, which is maybe the largest. It's got to be the largest, um, Cigar, cigar retailer in the state of Minnesota. Uh, it's in Maple Grove. Uh, it's a beautiful retailer, fantastic selection, a uh, great bunch of people that work there. And um, from what I understand, Mike's going to be uh, having a Roma Craft event there on September 26th. I will be there and I'm just excited just to hang out with everybody and um, excited to uh, see Mike again. I haven't seen Mike in a few years since IPCPR a few years ago. Uh, so looking forward to that. Um, and there's, uh, you know, for, as we kind of say all the time, if you guys are in the Minnesota area and you're on Facebook, get, get hooked up with Minnesota Herf connection. It's a great cigar culture, great group of people. Uh, we have regular herfs. We just have one here at my house, uh, on, on, uh, on Saturday. So, you know, we get together for regular herfs and, uh, just hang out, talk about life, talk about cigars, talk about whatever. Twister, you guys play Twister or no? Well, it's, it's, it's sort of a form of Twister. Yeah, uh, it's illegal in 46 states, but oh, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's that's kind of what we have going on now. We do have some more uh, really awesome guests coming up in the future. I'm I'm not going to confirm any dates just because we're, we're we're still working on a few things. Um, but one one that I will just confirm just because we've already said so. This is a reschedule next Tuesday. Uh, Jeff Borshowitz, uh, Florida Sun Grown Tobacco and Corona Cigar Company is going to be on the show. Um, and he had to reschedule cause, uh, you know, of a silly little hurricane that, that came through a couple weeks ago. Uh, so we're excited to have him on the show. Uh, and then we have some more guests, uh, scheduled all the way into early November. So we're excited for the people have that we have coming on the show. And you guys are so professional. Oh, we're, we like, we're, yeah. we're beyond professional. We're like, we're like full, full union and mm-hmm. no, no, serious. I mean, but you, you have like, you got all this stuff kind of slotted for like the next two months, two and a half months. That's pretty impressive. I'm just, I'm just trying to stay on top of it and trying to get people scheduled. Cause, and it's more for me than for them because I, I have so much else going on in my life. I'm like, if I don't schedule it way in advance, I'm going to forget. Right. So that's what I, that's the way I have to do it because otherwise it's going to fall off my radar quick. Um, so Mike, for um, just to close things out, tell people where they can find out more about uh, Postania, where they can find out more about Cigar Hustler, and what else you have going on. Um, yeah, so if you want to reach out to me, I'm available on Facebook uh, as Mike Shepankevich. I'm not going to tell you how to spell it. You can figure it out yourself. And uh, at Cigar Hustler on Instagram is really um, the easiest way to get in touch with me. Or you can call a store, 386-574-3556. Good luck. We we screen our calls, though. So, you know, you better, you got to be really sneaky. Um, Retail site, cigarhustler.com. You know, I'm pretty easily accessible. So if you have any questions, just reach out. And as far as Postanis goes, there's a a site that's neglected and that I don't take well enough care of, unfortunately. Um, But it does exist. It's like postaniscigars.com. 
but you're better off just to reaching out to me in person. You'll, you'll get an instant response. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. You got anything else, Garrett? No, man. I'm just uh, thankful that you joined us. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Keep doing it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, thanks for your time, man. We really appreciate it. And, and I've, I've loved seeing the success you guys have had over the years and, and I look forward to seeing more from you guys and uh, I'll keep listening to the pot to the podcast because you guys make me laugh my ass off. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, for all of you guys listening on the audio podcast, thanks again, uh, whichever audio platform you're on, uh, be sure to take two seconds and uh, rate the podcast, like the podcast. If you're on Facebook, um, you know, take a second to like the How About That Cigar page. Go on HowAboutThatCigar.com and uh, read the reviews and the articles that we have on there. Um, and if you have any questions, you can email us directly from the website uh, if you have any questions or anything like that. And until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>